We have to go back! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And, well, you know what? Listen, how are you doing? How's it? How's it been? It's, it's been update us it's, on it's you. Been so long. <laughs> so long. I mean, the longest we've ever gone, I think, without um, yeah. a new episode. So, yeah. Uh, that's. But this is not a new season. This is um, uh, this is like uh, season six, part two. You know, like how yeah. uh, like how British shows do that. Yeah, part two. Yeah. yeah, we're just it's a classy move. Or or maybe even Grayson, we are just method podcasting with the delay of Black Widow, oh. years and months and times yeah. and dates. And it, not only that, but also the delay of the Spider-Man trailer comes out like around Christmas and uh, yeah. no trailers. So you're telling me mm-hmm. that Black Widow was delayed yep. and the Spider-Man trailer is delayed. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're all waiting for the same thing to come along, which yeah. is why we're reviewing <laughs> Along Came a Spider. Absolutely. We are reviewing... Uh, the 2001 American neo-noir psychological thriller Along Came a Spider. Oh, that's a great description of the genres. Thanks. I read it myself. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> like, So if you're new to this podcast, what we like to do is we like to review old movies based off of premises of new movies that are coming out. We do very little research while choosing the movie yeah and then we watch the movie and make very loose connections so welcome if this sounds like fun to you make sure you subscribe uh wherever you listen to podcasts so that being said sorry, i got so many wires on me right now ricky <laughs> i gotta i am out of practice i oh, felt man. like a marionette puppet or like i was caught in a web i felt like <laughs> i was caught in a web thematic oh, there we go i love it so uh Along Came a Spider, we're actually reviewing a movie that is a sequel to its uh, franchise. Uh, This is actually the second of the Alex Cross series that involved Morgan Freeman, uh, which is based on a series of novels by Mr. Patterson. James Patterson. James Patterson. James Patterson. So let's take you a little bit back. So. Along Came a Spider is actually the first entry into the book series of the Alex Cross novels. Um, all of the early novels were initially named after children's rhymes, um, and then they deviated from that uh, around mm. 2006. They're still writing these books, by the way, uh, yeah. but there are uh, 28 entries of the Alex Cross series that is part of the book series. Um, the last one being in 2020, there are also, um, a spinoff, uh, two spinoff series. Uh, one thing that's called a book shot, which I think is like a one shot. And then there is a spinoff called Alley Cross that follows Alex Cross's son Mm -hmm. who solves high school mysteries. Yeah. Cause James Patterson is a huge contributor and proponent for, making reading exciting to kids and and making sure that that is, you know, something that they do for fun and and entertainment. So um, I'm a big James Patterson fan. I did his masterclass on masterclass. And at the time I had never 
even heard of Alex Cross really, except really tangentially through like, oh, I kind of heard about those movies. Um, but if you're not familiar with Alex Cross, it's very similar to like how Dan Brown has Robert Langdon, where mm-hmm. it's his go-to character for his main thread of stories. Um, and yet you have uh, Morgan Freeman portraying Alex Cross in, in the, the two movies. And then in the third one, I believe it was Tyler Perry that played yes. Alex Cross. Yeah, and it was supposed to be uh, kind of like a reboot to the franchise because it it was a younger version of Alex Mm -hmm. Cross. They Mm -hmm. were trying to revive the franchise, but it didn't do as well as they were expecting. Uh, And so they uh, haven't done anything in the movie realm since. But the first of the series uh, of films was Kiss the Girls, which was released in 1997. That did well enough for them to go back and do Along Came a Spider with a budget of $60 million. It went on to make $105 million. And nice. uh, I mean, that's it's it's a lot. That's a sizable amount of money for a spider to make. Especially in the year 2001 before Spider-Man would come on the scene and mm. shatter those records. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Which I really respected about the movie. The, the technological slant that it had was very specific to the time, but yep. you could tell that they were using like the height of their intelligence of what they were dealing with. Um, it yep. was bizarre to me to watch a movie that you know, it's 20 years old. And they're like, yeah, they're gifts. And we're like, what did they say? It's like, you're using them in a weird way. But yes, you said it on screen. Yeah. And so uh, if you aren't familiar with Along Came a Spider, but you only saw the trailers and just knew that it existed as a movie like I did, uh, the synopsis is when a senator's daughter under secret service protection is kidnapped from a private school detective alex cross investigates the case even though he's recovering from the loss of his partner and uh and so it's uh it is a mystery it is a psychological thriller it has so many twists and turns like i got lost several times had to stop ask for directions turned on subtitles just to make sure i fully understood what was happening uh but it was it was a ride and i'm just going to assume grayson this was your first time watching along came a spider it was yeah this was my first time um i had known about the alex cross character um, just because Patterson speaks about his his character and persona throughout the course of that class. Um, but yeah, for the movie, had never seen it. This was definitely one of those where it's like, oh, I remember the the seeing it in the rental stacks, you know, mm-hmm. and being like, oh, yeah, that seems interesting. But I'm going to get Happy Gilmore instead or something <laughs> like that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And this movie, I mean, the cast of this movie is very uh i was very surprised by all the people who i saw dylan baker uh dot connors is in the movie uh monica porter has a very prominent role in this movie and she looked familiar and i didn't realize she is allison gordon dr gordon's wife in Mm -hmm. saw saw yeah because you're you're a huge saw fan Yeah. yeah just three years later 
And I thought that was amazing. Also in Patch Adams, Last House on the Left. Uh, and I was just, I was just very impressed. I'm just like, huh, that's where I recognize you from. Uh, and Michael Wincott, who I kept on thinking that like, wait a second, I am pretty sure Christoph Waltz is, that's not him, but he just kept on delivering to me just Christoph Waltz energy. Like it wasn't even that he looks like him because he doesn't really, but his mannerisms got me. And so I, I, I thought that was really, really cool. And of course, a very young um, Anton Yelkin, um, which I was just, I was just like, oh, I was just like so sad to see him. But he was just a little, little baby in this movie. Little, little baby genius. Yeah. yeah. And this was his, I think this is his fifth IMDb credit. His second T, so it, it's his third movie credit. Um, mm. Oh, sorry. Fourth uh, movie credit. Star study cast. And, uh, and they, I mean, they just really did not. Uh, pulling punches with just the story or the material that they're going to go with. Uh, and it it was just, it was a solid movie. I really enjoyed watching this movie, especially for the first time, because there was a point in time when I was watching the movie and I audibly yelled, that's a twist. That's, that's how you do a twist. It's in a very movie. twisty. Yeah. Yeah. Twist it, on top of a twist. Um, yeah. It had more twists than uh, a Chicago parking garage. That is oh. my, uh, yeah. That's what Solid. I always think of when I think <laughs> twist. Uh, yeah. Oh, and, and, you know, this is <laughs> spoiler alert for the movie that we're talking about. Um, but when you think of twists, you also think of Billy Burke, who we, I don't think we mentioned in the cast, who Twilight fans know him as Charlie Swan. Um, mm -hmm. But I knew him as Miles Matheson from the uh, relatively short-lived TV show Revolution. And I couldn't make the connection. That's the like J.J. Abrams follow-up where yeah. uh, all the power went out. And I was like, who is that guy? That guy is someone. Um, but he's very twisty in this. Yeah. He's oh, a man. twist maker. It is. Yeah. And so I, overall, I mean, you know, we're, we're just hopping straight in to this movie. Oh, yeah. uh, it, I, one of my favorite parts about this movie, uh, especially with the, uh, with the main storyline is that um, I think these detective thriller movies do a good job of just having, you, the audience, try to solve it, right? So you're just like, okay, great. Obviously, like, we know as much as everyone else, and um, it's going to be obviously this person. And there are so many times where I'm just like, it's obviously this person, whatever. Like, I've watched a lot of movies. I know how this is going to go. But this movie lulled me into a false sense of security, lied to my face, told me, you can trust me, and then just betrayed that trust so many times and they just really did such a solid job of of doing that without really needing to do anything outrageous if that makes sense mm -hmm. like yeah. uh like, like you think that you are watching one movie and you are but then you're like wait a second I'm watching an ent entirely different movie and, and it just does a good job of taking on that journey, which is something that I think the, the neo-noir genre 
th- that's what makes that genre so captivating. Yeah, and and that's very much the the style of you know, James Patterson is you, you feel like you're unraveling the mystery with him. Um, I know mm-hmm. he he wrote the original novel and then someone else adapted it. I think uh, Mark Moss, I want to say, um, mm-hmm. but. The, at its core, that is consistent, which uh, I, I appreciated with this. So, um, yeah, it just it doesn't have to be crazy. It just mm-hmm. follows that path. Absolutely. Which I think is how they earn the twist, right? Because it wasn't yeah. like, hey, you lied to me or like the pieces don't add up. Like, no, the pieces are there and you might have an intuition mm-hmm. about a character or some instinct about it. But then it's very rewarding when you feel just as betrayed as the characters in the movie. Right. Yeah. I went out and bought this movie on, on DVD and I watched a, a making of featurette and, uh, and it was really fun to see just all of the just locations that they, that they went through. Like there's at one point in time, a scene where Morgan Freeman is just running around Washington DC, <laughs> just literally on foot answering a payphone and just running from location to location and it's and they're just like yeah we had to you know create this traffic jam over here and we had to get permission to film inside of these actual locations and it's just it's a it's a movie that kind of makes you go back and appreciate just like just traditional filmmaking i think uh so it's not like they like built this realistic set which you know like uh tyler perry is known for he uh in his uh studio he has like a like one-to-one scale replica of um the oval office but they actually had to like go on location and like film all of these things and it's just like some of that action just makes it feel more real because it's like oh it's not like how did they do that effect it's like how did they shut down Washington, D.C.? Uh, yeah, that's the real trick. Right. But it just makes it feel more real. And I, and I, I think that that was fun. But one of the things that they did very upfront that I was not expecting is they have this CGI car crash that mm. was so intense and it was. so jarring that I was like, Oh my goodness. Like I, it was like, like bendy. It was like a bendy crash. Yes. Like, yeah. it was just, like, they they basically made it so incredibly just intense that no one, it, it would be impossible to achieve that stunt. And I've seen a lot of the Fast and Furious movies. It would be impossible for them to achieve this with any actual car. Um, and so it was uh, it was something else. Yeah, well, that, that immediately sets you up for... You know, subverting expectations because you, you think, oh, we're going to be like following this creep and take him down. And then it's like, no, nah, he's gone. Like, he's just gone. And you're never going to see him again. I'm like, oh, yeah. what is this? What's happening? Yeah. Now, the the title of the movie, mm-hmm. I, I was hoping it would I was waiting for them to say, well, along came a spider. And he didn't. Uh, he just said, I happen to like spiders. Uh, and well, that's, a, I, that's a less catchy title. <laughs> it's like um, two tickets for I happen to like spiders. I assume it's a nature documentary. But I was hoping for a more um, expositional reason for it. But there's not one in case you were wondering. <laughs> it's a just... web of lies is what it is. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, yeah. It's a, you really you got, the mystery is who is the spider spinning this web of lies? 
yeah. Oh man, yeah. that's even ba- that's way better than what I was even <laughs> g- giving the movie credit for. You're absolutely right. Yeah, web of lies. Who's the spider? Yeah, man, yeah. that's good. And like a spider, I just pulled that thread out of my butt. <laughs> oh man. Now, like like a lot of psychological thrillers, um this movie has a lot of weapons, but Alex Cross, though he does use, he dons a, a, a shotgun. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and when, the, the little girl uh, dons some AA batteries and a bunch of burner. Yeah. Man. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, but Alex Cross's biggest weapon yeah. is his head cannon. Head cannon. <laughs> head cannon is a part of show where we share with you unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film so this is the first of many alex cross iterations i should say though you know there are only three movies the book series just goes on and i don't know many book series um, or any series really that goes into the 20s Except for Land Before Time, which I think got and into Marvel. the teens. Yeah, Marvel and pretty, fair. But that's Marvel. like a different thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, it, yeah. Or James Bond. They, I mean, he's at like twenty five. I, I, but it rarely happens. But when it does happen, the Bible's like sixty six books. Uh, same okay. character. So what I'm hearing is I should watch and read more things. <laughs> um, uh, my main piece of headcanon is that um, uh, th- that Morgan Freeman is Alex Cross, mm. uh, in li- like in, real life. In well, in in all the movies that he is in, like uh, Seven, oh. for example, mm-hmm. Seven has though he is not because uh, Alex Cross's big thing is that he is a criminal profiler and he knows how to get into the minds of these care of these people and he's that's like his whole career he's written physical books and he's a bestseller and he's 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 the main guy to go to for this i think that any movie where he is not that expert that he is learning and becoming more and more alice cross so for example just tying this to seven seven is a prequel to um kiss the girls Mm-hmm. Uh, though I didn't see Kiss the Girls, that's the, the movie that pre- pre- precedes of Along Came a Spider, but it is him becoming that character. Nice, nice. Um, I'll buy it, and I know that uh, you haven't finished Loki yet, uh, and I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone oh about gosh, that. Brian Freeman and Loki. <laughs> Morgan oh, Freeman, <laughs> but I mean, in headcanon terms, uh, Loki did us a huge favor of just being like variants. They're just variants, like yeah, all the Morgan Freemans. Except I was like, no, I'm not gonna do it. I mean, I feel like headcanon. We've been doing that for a while of like same universe, also this, and that's kind of yeah, that's kind of how the segment works. But <laughs> I, I dug a little deep, and you mentioned this earlier, uh, but my headcanon. Is that Jesse? And yes, I'm. I'm saying. I'm saying that as written. Jesse. Yep. yep. We all know a Jesse, right? Oh um, yeah, I know three. <laughs> that Jesse Gordon is. Uh, oh, sorry. What's her name? Jesse. 
started with an F. Nightingale. Fran. Fran. No, it's Flanagan. A- <laughs> it's Flanagan. Jesse Flanagan. Um, yeah. That Jesse Flanagan is actually uh, Mrs. Gordon from Saw. And I don't remember her fate in the Saw movies, but that everything that happened in Saw through the entire franchise happened. And if you know, you know. And um, this was her response to turn to, again, spoiler for the final twist to this, A Life of Crime. Oh, you know, that actually does track because as far as we know, um, she is one of the few survivors of uh, from the first Saw movie. Like after, after uh, in in the first Saw, uh, she does live because uh, okay. she ultimately gets away from Zep. Zep was the the Michael Emerson character. Yes, and so we never see her engage with anyone else. From um, she never shows up in any of the other Saw movies, and so this mm-hmm. could very well be the thing that happens after. Uh, so Saw could be a prequel to this, linking those two se- uh, series together. There you go. And then another yeah. weird connection is, you know, she and her her agent partner, played by uh, Billy Burke, uh, if she was Gordon, Billy Burke played James Gordon in some Batman <laughs> properties. So these are just... Yeah. This is the this is the, the multiverse of uh the Gordons going wrong. Keeping up wow. with the Gordons. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's solid. So she'd yeah. be Barbara Gordon, which she kind of looks like the Barbara Gordon in Gotham to some degree. A little bit. Oh. I I rescind it. I take it back. She looks nothing. <laughs> I lost faith in that concept immediately. But the Gordons. <laughs> uh, I also, I was really trying to make it work. Because I was like, Flanagan, Flanagan, that sounds so familiar, FBI, and realized that I think it's David O'Flanagan um, wrote Silence of the Lambs. And I was trying to make this that, like Agent Flanagan was the daughter of Clarice. Uh, but again, oh, wow. it, it was like, and that she was tutored by or like in, her her instructor was somehow Hannibal Lecter. And I was like. I like that Star Wars esque dynamic of like kind of corrupting the, I don't know, the progeny out of revenge. I feel like that's not even in Star Wars now that I say it. It's the reverse. It's a reverse Star Wars, is what this is. My headcanon is that Along Came a Spider is reverse Star Wars. No further comment. I have no further questions. I I think that that answers all of them. I like it. More stars. Oh, um, and the um, I think something else that uh, you can kind of uh, attach to this movie is just the larger world of the early Internet. Um, mm-hmm. And and or I, I should say and maybe this is uh, headcanon turned fact canon, which is the pronunciation of the word uh, gif. They, ah, yeah. They call it a GIF, so all of you GIFs, G- the 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 Jif, uh people out there, it's uh, Long Came Spider confirmed it years before the argument even existed. So, yep, did it first, and um, 
learned how to encode messages between the frames. I I still to this day, like I I, I tried to follow along. I do not understand what it was that they were doing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that emoji emoticon thing looks like a fish. That's like the extent of what I got from that. Um, yeah. But it just goes to show you how much technology had advanced from like Jurassic Park to Along Came a Spider. It was like, I'm hacking. You're opening files. <laughs> but this, but Anton is is secretly hiding messages. Uh, but yeah, all uh, well, I know the level of research that James Patterson does is crazy. Like he has his own researchers and stuff like that. So in my mind, if that was a detail from the book, then it was likely mm. something that was being developed at the time. Uh, and again, this is all speculation, but being developed in a way to be like, oh, that's an interesting fact about life. Put it in the story. It makes it feel more authentic and less like you're just making stuff up. Um, so I appreciated those bizarre details. All right. Now we're going to go to a part of the show where we like to talk about recasts and remakes. Recasts. Remakes. If this movie were to be made today, who'd you cast? What would the storyline be? If they were to redo Along Came the Spider, like they're just going to go back and completely like retcon uh, the Alex Cross uh, series, uh, I would love to see, like they start with Along Came the Spider and they just got like, let's see, this is a universal. Uh, no, this is Paramount. Uh, so Paramount gets a... Uh, maybe they could do this as a. Ooh, this would be a really great series. Hmm. I was talking. I was about to talk. My I was about to talk some studio to a twenty-eight movie deal. When really <laughs> the money is turning this into a series. Um, I would love to see see them do a series um, where they do solve the mysteries and they and they do multi-part episodes where basically. You are getting the entirety of the Alex Cross series through the show. Um, and it's just a um, literary adaptation of that. Um, and they, Oh, so like they, what they did with uh, Lemony Snicket. Yes, exactly. Exactly like that. And so I would love for them to just actually just go through the actual series um, and I would love for them to companion the um, Alley Cross series um, and make that animated. And so mm. it kind of goes hand in hand and they're able to, I mean, they're I like an Alex to, crossover. That, you know what, Grayson? That's actually, I think that's one of the names for the. Yeah, they all have, it's like double cross and yeah. 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 Uh, cross the line, the people versus Alex Cross, double cross. Okay. So that, that was it. That, that was. Mm. That was one I was thinking about. Hot cross buns. <laughs> he's at the gym. Uh, he's just at the piano. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, so that th- that I think that is the medium I would like to see it. Uh, casting wise, I I think it would be really interesting to um, to either do what I mean. You brought the James Bond thing. I would love for them to just go like depending on. Um, what the series is or like what the iteration is that they just accept that like, this is who Alex cross is. Um, and they feel they have the freedom to like muddy the chronology of like who the person is. Cause like, and I don't watch a ton of the James bonds, but like everyone who is James bond, they acknowledge 
that he's not the same person as like Sean Connery, right? Or is it supposed to be the same person? Or is it just like the headcanon where it's like Doctor Who of like, oh, yeah, well, no one says it, but everyone knows that like his face changes or he just looks kind of different but it's the same person, same being. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not as well versed on on Bond, but I'm I'm pretty sure he is the same person. That he's 007, mm-hmm. and they just don't care that he's been around forever. Um, oh, that it's like okay. yeah, it's the guy in this story, same guy, but uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> like <laughs> okay. I don't know. I need to watch more Bond for sure. But yeah. I think I think the like the canon chronology aspect typically holds tighter when it's the same actor, right? Like everything right. from Casino Royale to now in the movies yeah. had some connection and brought characters back every now and then and, and that kind of thing. But yeah, right. you could do that with, with this where you just recast and you're like, yeah, he's on an adventure. Like if they picked up like Da Vinci Code stuff and, and did more of that, at this point you could – have someone else play Robert Langdon, even though we've always had Tom Hanks do it and people would understand, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's, that's still just Robert Langdon. Okay. So thank you for clarifying that for me. Um, I, I, the first two people who came to mind was Idris Elba. Yeah. uh, Have that Luther vibe. That'd be great. Yeah. Then it just made, then it just made me want to really watch Luther. Uh, but then I also thought that, um, Anthony Mackie, um, if, if they were to start it, cause I know that they tried to reboot it with Tyler Perry and kind of make him a, a little younger. I think that it would be interesting to get Anthony Mackie like right now. Um, mm. and then what they do with the series is that they, um, they do age him up. Um, I think that that would be an interesting approach to like, you know, this is, we are telling a finite story of Alex Cross. Yeah. Um, and it's not just this thing that's supposed to go on forever. It's just like we are following one man's career um, from beginning to end. And so I think Anthony Mackie kind of starting out as a young detective or um, whenever he was a young police officer or however his chronology goes, I would love to see that story from beginning to end um, with some room to kind of age him up a little. Uh, I, th- yeah. I think that, that would be really cool. That that reminds me of um, if you haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out. But uh, True Detective season three with Mahershala Ali, uh, they do it in season one as well with the time jump. But season three, the way that they age him over like thirty years or however long this case goes, it's very similar, and he starts mm. to kind of slip back and forth mentally of like remembering the case and then being an old man and not really you know, remembering where he is and that line gets blurred um, mm. to tell that story. And yeah, applying that to the Alex cross world would be, yeah, that would be really exciting. Yeah. Uh, recasting was really all I had for this uh, episode to be completely <laughs> honest. Uh, and I'm so excited for it because I would love to see an Alex cross movie where we get another, Samuel L. Jackson, Brie Larson, mess around, uh, add yeah! it, add it to the stack. <laughs> uh, oh, that would yeah. be so good. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I think absolutely. That dynamic, and and then that you know they, they have such a built-in relationship at this point 
that that feeling of of unraveling the complexities of that relationship because even in the book they're more romantically involved too um oh. is my understanding and i don't know if alex is married at that time i i don't know i haven't read the book but um yeah there's definitely a lot of complexity to be had there but i was like yep just another one be best friends for always i love it I really, really enjoy that. And then uh, if I had to do one other piece of recasting, it'd be I'd make the main bad guy uh, played by James Spader yeah. uh, from Age of Ultron and The Blacklist and those episodes of The Office <laughs> and Boston Legal yep. and everything else he's done. And um, I would definitely call it a long game of Spader. Grayson, oftentimes I feel like this podcast is a public service to entertainment because we just we just give we're just giving this this is a we are giving this away for free. Yeah, but you if you if you sat in a theater and a trailer came on for a movie called Along Came a Spader, you'd be like, "Wait, what is this? They they did what? So he's is he playing himself? I need to. What is this? This is a parody of nothing." his Boston legal origin story. <laughs> a law came as Spader. Okay, I killed it. Killed the Spader. Spider. Oh, man. There is only spiders. There is nothing else. I have no spider strings on me. <laughs> All right, now we're going to go into our it's our final segment. I I forget. Yeah, we have we, three let's segments. See. Right? We, we did the thing where we talked about the movie. Uh -huh. we did the thing where we talk about how we see the movie. Uh huh. And we did the thing about how we changed the movie. Yeah. Right. This is why we would have other people see the movie. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. And now we're going to go to our final segment where we like to give you reasons to recommend. So Grayson, why would you recommend of Long Came a Spider? I recommend Long Came a Spider just because if you like the noir genre, like Maltese Falcon, Humphrey Bogart style, like it follows that really well um, and, and pays homage to it without feeling like it's just a rehash of, of those movies. Uh, and it's very modern uh, for the time, at least. It incorporates technology of the day. Um, and you I mean, at least I didn't. Don't guess the ending. So it does have really fun twists and turns along the way. Uh, some crazy action that I've never seen before, like the battery stove thing and like that car wreck. Uh, I mean, I've seen car wrecks in film, but this one struck differently. Um, and I, I got to say, like Morgan Freeman's in this movie and he kills it like he always does. He's great. Um, but the the little kid acting in this movie yeah. um specifically on the part of the um the main girl that gets kidnapped it was incredible her, her name is mika burem plays megan rose and you're just like wow what like you immediately want to go to the imdb page being like you're so good like why aren't you in just everything now um and so if you want really solid uh, performances from some of this cast and just the you know the thrill of uh, of a mystery set in a modern era 
Um, yeah, I recommend Along Came a Spider. And I definitely want to go back and read the books now just to compare and contrast because I do enjoy reading James Patterson novels and I, I, they're always fun and, and have great detail and twists. So um, yeah, having that movie adaptation uh, to kind of counterbalance against it uh, is you know just a different way to enjoy the story. So I recommend it for those reasons. Yeah, absolutely. I've always said, if you can avoid reading a book, do it. And so in this way, you can really do that with Long Came a Spider. Uh, seriously, though, this, uh, this movie did a really solid job of taking the, the mystery genre and giving you a new perspective on it. Uh, or at the, at the very least, a different perspective. I feel like there are procedurals like every week uh, that are finding some new angle, whether it's like NCIS or SVU um, or AT&T. Um, but that's just a bad service thing. <laughs> um, but they have a different emphasis <laughs> uh for different areas of expertise and different like all all of the science and all the patterns that it takes to look into uh mysteries and so even with all of that this movie that came out in like the early 2000s still stands out as uh a really compelling and interesting story uh and so i i just really appreciate that and so i think that it still stands the test of time uh this is morgan freeman has he has he won an academy award morgan freeman yeah morgan freeman i asked because when i was watching the uh the behind the scenes they're saying academy award nominee i was like nominee what year did it, it was 2001 mm -hmm. so yeah if he, so he he won for uh best performance by an actor in a supporting role for million dollar baby but that was in 2005 so yeah at the time morgan freeman brings his academy award winning energy back when he was still a nominee mm. um and everyone was just talking about how he just elevates everything that he is a part of uh so it's it's really good like he um i i know nowadays we typically see him in um uh either a more supporting role um or a uh or e even more comedic role is what i've been seeing him mostly in nowadays but man it's just fun to see Morgan Freeman where, where he is uh, leading a story and being brought to the forefront for what he does well, which is deliver acting and believable storytelling. And just uh, he really does bring this character to life, which is what I'm trying to say. So I recommend it for all those reasons. And honestly, for a movie that has spider in the title, there are no spiders in it. So if you don't like spiders, you'll probably also really like this movie. That's true. Serious lack of spiders. Yeah, not one. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I guess the, I guess it's a along came a spider colon. You just missed them. <laughs> you just missed. You them. just missed. He was here. Eight legs. You know him if you saw him. You just have to trust me. Yeah. Because away. the, 
Yeah. The real spider in the movie is the friends that we made along the way. Oh, yes. Oh, it really, it really was. <sighs> Still got it. Still got it. And that is our review of Along Came a Spider. Let us know what you remember about Along Came a Spider on our social media. We're going to be using it again. So dust off our, our little handles and uh, follow us over there. <laughs> On Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, we are at Flashback Flicks. Oh, and uh, it helps the show a lot if you could leave us a rating and review. It's the thing that tells people that our podcast is still here. Mm, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, if you, it, it's uh, it's like uh, it's like the uh, what, what's that thing that you have to do um, to to keep a membership? It's like showing that we're active, like us posting stuff does nothing mm. if you don't leave a review uh, yeah. because that shows that we are putting stuff into the internet and then this is you claiming that you have received said thing and you like it and oh. so mm. that's my understanding of how podcast reviews work i've never known how any of this worked um we just keep doing it <laughs> that's that's and, fair uh, that, yeah that it's fair uh, i mean we're gonna we're gonna throw it out there we're yeah. gonna throw it out there and then see and see what sticks. And if this is yeah. sticking, thank you. And if it's not, I guess you, you're not even hearing this. So that's why we keep yeah. doing it. With that, on a scale of one <laughs> to five spiders that have come five along. spiders, like five spiders, is a good thing. Or oh, if it's like Spider Verse, well, no. yeah. If it's Spider, yeah. Well, this, this, so we're we're talking about like along came a spider, like a, a spider came along. Um, to bring you a movie, maybe it's just like uh, maybe the spiders bringing bearing gifts. So like five spiders in a trench coat, just being like, <laughs> "Want to watch a movie?" <laughs> Man, yeah. If it was called "Along Came Five Spiders," <laughs> like, oh, so it's a straight horror film. Very much that, yeah. Okay, maybe if, okay on a scale of one to five, Morgan Freeman's. There, there you go. There you go. How would you rate this podcast? <laughs> That's like now you see me, now mm-hmm. you don't. Yeah. Now, now you see me too. Should have been called now you don't. Yep. Uh, Bruce Almighty. Yep. And uh, I want to say Last Vegas. <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. In yeah. in the bucket list. Bucket list was definitely him. Shawshank yeah. classic. I was going mm-hmm. down the rabbit hole of uh. uh imdb for morgan freeman and he is nominated for an emmy coming up here in 2001 he got an emmy nomination for the kaminsky method with alan arkin and michael douglas but he plays morgan freeman it doesn't even say himself it just says morgan freeman and the kaminsky method's been on my list for a while um now i have to i just have to so if you get five morgan freemans in there uh, that's primetime Emmy slash uh, Oscar material. We're all doing a Morgan Freeman impression in our head, aren't we? Oh, 100%. 100%. We made it through a lot of this podcast without doing a lot of Morgan Freeman I, I refrained. I mean, we could have done the entire thing in a Morgan Freeman impression. Oh, yeah. And uh, you know what? Let's just redo it. Let's redo the podcast. Roll it back. Roll it back. Let's do. We're gonna do the Morgan Freeman cut of this podcast, and that 
is going to get our Emmy nomination. What's the podcast equivalent of an Emmy? No one knows. It's weird. Like we haven't. I don't. We've come. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't have a, we don't have a name for it. It's just. It's an. It's an understanding. It's a construct, really. <laughs> yeah. Man, we uh, we need to not go so long in between episodes. <laughs> And then also not go so long during episodes. We'll just get right there in the middle. Just the right amount of time. I tell you what, season seven, season seven is going to be lean. It's going to be so outlined. You just, you just wait. You just wait. You just wait. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And be sure to tune in next time right here on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. Until then, remember to be kind and rewind. Next time on the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. With Space Jam, a new legacy recently being released, we decided that we wanted to review a movie that was also kind of like Mike. We're reviewing Like Mike. Oh! Because Space Jam 2 is... Because Space Jam New Legacy is a sequel to the Space Jam movie... That had Michael Jordan in it. So this movie is like that, but different. I get it. Okay. So the like and like Mike is a, is a comparison. Um, I interpret it as like his mother begging people to like him. Like, please like Can Mike. Someone, please like Mike. He's a Mike. good kid. He, he, he has a lot of potential, okay? He, he tries hard. Just, just like Mike already. Just please like him. Like Mike and subscribe. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's what Jonathan Lipnicki looks like now? Yeah, shave the side of his head. Sides, all the sides. No way! That's wild. He looks like a completely different human being. I didn't know Brenda Song was in this picture. (laughs) 